Your challenge, if you choose to accept it, is this. Let's go, let's go! Show up on day one, work out with us for 30 minutes, feel good right away. Yo! Repeat five days a week for three weeks. Three weeks? Five workouts a week. We're body, and we call that a body block. You pick the block, and you're going to love the experience. On week four, this part is really important. Take the week off. Seriously, we mean it. Rest, go on vacation, or try something new. Maybe some yoga. Notice you're not holding on to any tension here. Or a dance class. Get sexy with it, daddy. You do you. And then start again. Be committed to this process. Choose a new body block each month. Get a new challenge each month. Have fun every day. Avoid burnout. You're not going to quit on yourself today. This is how you reach your goals. You win? There is nothing that we can't do if we work together. Sign up for your first body block today. Visit body.com for a free trial. That's B-O-D-I dot com. Are you ready to get started? <laughs> oh, turn it up. Here we go. Up here with your crew winning awesome view. Everything you love stacked right in front of you. Got your icon pass, powder slash it. 50 plus destinations. Speaking of, did you get your icon pass yet, Sean? I'm on iconpass.com dropping in right now. Wow. From just $2.59 adult, everyone knows you get the best price in the spring. Yeah, that's the good stuff. Okay. So we are eight days removed from the birth of the Messiah. Well, it's actually six calendar days, but Luke jumped ahead and kind of missed over the details that we would have to worry about 2,000 years later. We are eight days removed, and the Holy Family is on the move yet again. Eight days after the first Christmas, instead of heading home to do things like baby-proofing the house, taking down the Christmas tree, and, you know, beginning a new life together as a family of three, the Holy Family must first make a stop in Jerusalem. The three of them have to go to the temple. As some of you have found out this week, Traveling in 2017 with a child or children is no picnic. Traveling with children and even some adults requires frequent bathroom breaks, food stops at truck stops, fast food establishments that you normally avoid at all costs. And you get to do all of this from the comfort of your Toyota Highlander that's equipped, of course, with heated seats and a DVD player to keep everyone occupied. Imagine for a moment, though, having to make this trip on foot, or at best, with a donkey that we today have carefully placed into the nativity story. Now, if you look at a map, traveling from Bethlehem to Jerusalem does not appear to be that far, maybe an inch maybe an inch and a half. According to Google Maps, the trip would take us today 28 minutes in our tricked-out Toyota Highlander. It's about nine kilometers. A hiker could make the trip pushing themselves in about two hours. But throw in the wild card of an infant, fatigue of parenting for the first time, and oh yeah, the fatigue from childbirth, and we have a whole new ballgame. Presenting Jesus to the temple, traveling there to be ritually purified, 
Mary and Joseph are showing their faithfulness to God. It would have been easy for them to skip over the temple on their way back home. Traveling from Bethlehem back up to Nazareth, Jerusalem is right in the middle of that trip. Traveling from Nazareth or from Bethlehem to Nazareth would at best be a four-day hike, but probably longer with the baby. But since giving birth, Mary and Jesus must go through the purification process that's prescribed in Leviticus 12. If a woman conceives and bears a a male child, she shall be ceremonially unclean for seven days. She shall be unclean. On the eighth day, the flesh of his foreskin shall be circumcised. Her time of blood purification shall be 31 days. She shall not touch any holy thing or come into the sanctuary until the days of her purification are completed. Part of that purification process that's outlined in Leviticus 12 includes a sacrifice. She shall bring to the priest at the entrance of the the tent of the meeting a lamb in its first year for a burnt offering, a pigeon or a dove for a sin offering. He shall offer it before the Lord and make atonement on her behalf, and then shall she shall be clean from her flow of blood. This is the law for who, her who bears a child, male or female. If she cannot afford a sheep, she shall take two turtle doves or two pigeons, one for a burnt offering and the other for a sin offering. By bringing two turtle doves or two pigeons, we see that Mary's lowly station has not changed over the past nine months. She, along with Jesus and Joseph, did not have the means to purchase the less than year old lamb. Yet, in their lowly station, they still find a way to be faithful to God. After they make their burnt offering and their sin offering, they meet Simeon and Anna. Simeon and Anna both spent the better part of their lives waiting for the Messiah. We can say that all of Israel was really waiting on the Messiah's arrival. But Simeon and Anna were different. Simeon being told that he would not die until he had seen the Messiah waited at the temple every single day. He waited. Waiting for the Messiah to be presented or to present himself in the temple. Anna, on the other hand, never left the temple. She worshipped, prayed, and fasted in the temple night and day. Simeon and Anna were ordinary people. Simeon is described as righteous and devout and Anna as a prophet, but neither of them described as priests. Neither of them held the title of reverend in front of their name. They were ordinary people, ordinary people waiting for God to move. They were faithfully waiting to behold the Messiah in the temple. 
We spend four weeks every year waiting to behold the Messiah in the month of December, sometimes in November as well. We pray prayers petitioning God to send the Christ child to us. We fast from the portions of Christmas that the rest of the world seems so quick to dive into. We wait until June, or not June, that's when my birthday is, December 25th, when Jesus' birth happens. When Jesus arrives in the manger, we wait faithfully until Christ is born and we have the opportunity to come and behold him. Emmanuel, God with us. Waiting is not an easy task. Waiting four weeks, while it can seem like torture, is nothing compared to waiting a lifetime. Simeon and Anna did not wait four weeks. They did not wait four years. Decade upon decade, they faithfully waited. When Simeon recognizes the Christ child, he takes sweet baby Jesus into his arms. And when Simeon picks up the Christ child, two things happen. First, in taking the child from his mother, Simeon is acknowledging the holiness of this child. Remember what was written in Leviticus 12. Mary had not yet been purified. She had to wait 25 more days until she could be purified according to the law. According to the law, Mary was unclean. And anything that came into contact with her would be considered unclean. By Simeon holding Jesus in his arms, he is taking what would have been considered unclean because Jesus had been touching Mary. Simeon saw the holiness of the child and in taking Jesus into his arms experiences that which can only be experienced after waiting a lifetime for the Messiah's arrival. The law is being fulfilled and thus Jesus' holiness overshadows any uncleanliness of his mother. Next, Simeon makes a proclamation. Master, now you are dismissing your servant in peace according to your word. For my eyes have seen your salvation, which you have prepared in the presence of all peoples, a light for revelation to the Gentiles and for the glory to your people, Israel. Jesus is less than two weeks old. He still has that amazing newborn baby smell. And Simeon makes a proclamation. This is a proclamation that will be denied by later generations and then reaffirmed by generations, shaping the ministry of the church today, and we read over it and ignore it. We miss it. Jesus, the Messiah, Emmanuel, God with us, is a light for revelation to the Gentiles and for the glory of the people of Israel. Notice who was first in that sentence, the Gentiles. God did not send Jesus into the world for the priestly class or for a specific segment of the population of a certain geographic location. In the fullness of time, 
God sent his son to be born of a woman, born under the law, in order to redeem those who were under the law, so that we might be received. We might receive adoption as children of God. Gentiles were those outside of Israel. They were excluded from Israel by law. Israel, on the other hand, had been living under two laws. The law of the Lord, which we read part of in Leviticus, and the law of the Roman Empire. They had been enslaved to the empire and held under the yoke of oppression. And this had happened prior to the Roman Empire as well. This was generation upon generation for Israel. And now through Christ, both groups, Jew and Gentile, were being adopted as children of God. The law that had excluded and oppressed both of them was done. No longer were those outside of Israel, those kept on the margins to be excluded from the life of the faith community. No longer were those outside of Israel to be kept apart from the family of God. Anna says that Christ will redeem Jerusalem as well. In this scene between Simeon and Anna, the purpose of Jesus' ministry, death, and resurrection are established by two people who faithfully awaited the arrival of the Messiah. Two people, by the way, who had discerned all of this without the fanfare of angelic choruses or bright, shiny stars in the sky. Through prayerful discernment, waiting and fasting, the identity of Christ along with his ministry was revealed to two of the most unlikely people for the time. Tonight, we are saying goodbye to 2017. For some of you, you're like, woohoo, this could have happened months ago. For others, 2017 has been a year of milestones and benchmarks that you will use in the weeks and years and decades to come. I wonder, though, what 2018 leave us waiting for, whether as individuals waiting or as a community of faith waiting. How and where will we be like Simeon and Anna, praying, discerning, and fasting? as we wait for God to break through again and again into our lives, into the life of this community? Where will the Holy Spirit move, revealing the holy to us? Where will the Holy Spirit move, taking those that we and others have deemed unclean and outside of our community and place them front and center in the kingdom of God? Where will the Holy Spirit come, declaring that Emmanuel, God with us, came so that all may behold him, and not just the religious elite? The ritual purification Jesus underwent was a foreshadowing of his ministry, death, and resurrection, all of which provides for the purification of the sin of the world 
making us no longer slaves to the law, but instead making us children of God and, in, and heirs to the inheritance of God. So as we say goodbye to 2017 and hello to the new year, may Emmanuel be revealed to all of us, just as Simeon and Anna. May we wait and be guided by the Holy Spirit. Amen.